Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast, and here is your host, Ryan Mack. Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mack. Now, we live in an instant gratification world where everything has to be now to meet customers' expectations. So the payments industry is well aware of that, but for the most part, the focus is one way, and that is how much friction can be removed or how fast a customer can make a payment to a business or merchant. So what about the other side of the coin, the merchant payout side of the equation? Shouldn't that be as frictionless? And if so, how do merchants accomplish this, and what are the underlying benefits? Well, to answer those questions and more, I'm joined by Mike McGinnis, who is the Product Director at EML Payments, and Don Apgar, who is the Director of the Merchant Services Advisory Practice at Mercator Advisor Group. So there's certainly a lot of data and insight to unpack on this episode, so without any further delays, let's start the show. So Mike and Don, it's a pleasure to have you on this episode here. We're, we're really going to be taking a deep dive or a look at uh, certainly a very interesting topic within the payments industry and one that I don't think that gets enough attention here. And that's really kind of focusing on merchant payouts here. Um, so Mike, I want to start off today's conversation with you. So perhaps let's start off this episode by taking a look at what the current merchant payout market looks like and what are the current, ex- the current experiences are for consumers. Sure, absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Um, So today, payouts are a lot more outdated than pay-ins, in my opinion. Um, And I think the reason is simple, and that's businesses prioritize making it easy to collect. Uh, It's less obvious why it should be important to dispense as easily as you bring money in. Um, And then I think across many industries, regardless of the type of merchant, a lot of companies default in many instances to the lowest common denominator. Sometimes that's check, sometimes that's cash, and sometimes it's both. So, and this works for most consumers, but I think it completely misaligns to the expectations across most demographics. It's too slow, takes a lot of thought and effort for the consumer, and it can create extra service costs and complaints for the payer for the merchant. I mean, think about it as a consumer who hasn't waited for a check in the mail only to forget about it, only to call back in, figure out where it is. Maybe it's been lost. You have to have it reissued. It creates a lot of challenges, back office headaches, positive pay concerns, fraud, reissues, achievement. On the other hand, if it's an over-the-counter type business, we've moved a lot away from cash, but cash is still pretty prominent in these over-the-counter situations. And then it creates theft and safety issues. This is, you know, merchandise exchange, gaming and slot machines and kiosks, other types of kiosks. And then they have to worry about managing cash, delivery, insurance, and then the consumer has to worry about their own security. And obviously then the business needs to worry about their consumer security. So it's really just not ideal, this kind of antiquated view of payout to, to kind of default to that least common denominator. And we're living in a digital age, but companies just continue to struggle to get there with, with payouts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's a lot of these, these kinds of things that have it just not kept pace with, uh, you know, with digital technology today. I know in merchants, uh, among other businesses, they're very, very conscious of, uh, you know, controls, making sure that disbursements are authorized, making sure that employees aren't stealing, blah, blah, blah. But in, in today's, with today's technology, those checks and balances are so much easier to automate than they were in the past. 
And I just think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a question of bandwidth. You know, the merchants haven't got around to looking at this yet. But you're 100% right. I think it's time. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do find it interesting that when you kind of look at it from a consumer's perspective here, I, I kind of take the view of like, okay, I was able to purchase this item from a particular merchant and that payment went through relatively quickly. Uh, shouldn't then therefore the inverse of that be true as well too, or also from a rewards perspective. Uh, I mean, I think it's certainly when you kind of look at the the gamification of things out there, as soon as I hit a particular milestone, like shouldn't I be delighted with either kind of a, like a trophy thing or something of, hey, you've met this and here's your reward and it's and it's delivered to me instantly uh, and a really kind of part of that instant gratification. And I understand that, hey, that's kind of the, the mindset of an ideal world. So Mike, I'm hoping that maybe you can kind of break me into why is this then so complicated or in terms of the merchant payout process. And then from a consumer perspective, uh, the money goes uh, to the merchant so quickly as I kind of brought it up. And so why not the other way around? Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I don't think it has to be complicated from the merchant's perspective. And really the biggest thing is we're fighting the status quo. And, and as I said in your first question, I, I think merchants just natural gut reaction is to say, how can I make it easier to collect money? And they don't necessarily think as much because it's not as immediate in terms of gratification on how do I make sure that consumer is delighted. So the biggest point of resistance is, is just that mindset and then the effort required to overcome that mindset and change. You know, in, in many cases, because these processes, especially in certain industries, are so antiquated. They've been doing it the same way for decades. Um, insurance is a perfect example. I think insurance has done a good job with claims, but there's still work to be done. You know, a lot of claims now are paid out in seconds. I mean, a lot of, you know, the MasterCard Direct, Visa Direct, or MasterCard Send, Visa Direct. Those rails have, you know, really helped a lot of insurance claim payments, or at least those initial kind of payments get out faster. But then the refund process is still terrible. In insurance and lots of other industries, consumers rely on loans, other things. Where it's still done by a check. And, and I don't know why it's still done that way, because businesses really should be as easy as uh, it is for me to pay you with a Venmo. It, it's, it, there, there's plenty of solutions out there, things we offer, things our competitors offer that make it as easy as sending an email and a payment amount to, to get your payment out there. And then uh, I think businesses are just also afraid in some instances. They, they look at check and cash as the default because it's universal and it's always been universal. And the thing is, is that that default and that mindset is shifting because different demographics have different defaults in their mind. And, and while it might be kind of a on paper legal jargon that a check kind of guarantees a payment, it's not always easy as someone to, for, for someone to receive a check. So it, it, it just may not be the right way in the future. And then, and then frankly, it could be logistical. You know, it's hard to figure out how to make that payment to the consumer. And when you don't know how to reach them, a check or cash can be that default or you know, going back to the same payment method is also a, a viable alternative sometimes, but then sometimes there's a reason to kind of separate that out and delight the consumer. And then, you know, what Don was saying previously, digital doesn't, digital makes a lot of that easy. Doesn't have to be challenging, even if it's a change. It's a, it's a change that's actually a lot easier to manage once the change is made. Yeah, once upon a time, you know, when when funds on deposit earn earn twenty percent, you know, in the in the money market, you know, businesses had a case. If you were an insurance company dispersing millions of dollars, and you can you can pick up a week, right? You can you can hang on to those funds an extra week. That's you know that that's a lot of a lot of income from money in transit, you know. But 
you know, in today's financial environment, you know, the float benefit of the floats pretty much non-existent with rates where they are. But I think the other thing coming out of the pandemic is that uh, customer experience is now is now job one, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of companies didn't realize the impact that these types of transactions have on the overall customer experience, right? I mean, you, you want to delight customers when you board them, you know, when you take their first payment in the case of insurance or sell them their first item in the case of retail. But there's, you know, there's there's opportunities to continue to improve that that customer experience. You know, one of the things, and this is kind of tangentially related, but talking about omni-channel retail, you know, it's so so merchants have so many more touch points you know, with their with their customers. And, you know, the good news is that every touch point's an opportunity to delight your customer. The bad news is every touch point's an opportunity to, to, to really aggravate your customer. So, you know, that I think the, the, the time is right for uh, for companies to embrace that kind of 360 user experience or customer experience and, and bring tools like this into their into their repertoire. Yeah, no, Mike, one of the things I want to pick up on that that I really like that that you had said then is that, you know, different generations have different defaults in their minds in terms of what payment it is that they're looking for. And I certainly find that true. I mean, even from from my standpoint here, if I receive a check in the mail from uh, a merchant or an insurance payout or anything like that, I do look at it as that's kind of a bit more of a painful process. Then I have to go. I have to go to a bank. I have to deposit that. I have to wait for that check to clear. It, it's painful as a like and a, from a consumer perspective. Being kind of digital native, I see how quickly it is that, okay, these things can certainly interact. So I kind of look at it as somewhat of a, of a backwards way of doing things. But I also look at it from when you're kind of from a business standpoint, if you're defaulting to kind of the cash and check, there are also situations where people can't receive that cash or check. For example, you kind of put in the insurance payout. Well, if a hurricane had blown through, I don't have a mailbox. I don't have a way to be able to accept that check. I might have to have other ways of which I can accept payments so that way then I can begin the rebuilding process on my end. But at the end of the day, I do kind of want to ask this, though, Mike, of, well, why should merchants really care, right? They kind of look at it as, okay, my, my job as a merchant is I want to be able to take in funds here, not necessarily put as much care into the payout portion of it. And I know Don brought up in terms of uh, consumer experience is number one and that, you know, there are areas for improvement here. But Again, kind of going back to the question, why should merchants care? And if the goal of the merchant is to make that sale, collect the funds, why should they put the additional resources then into payouts? Yeah, I mean, you hit on it there and Don hit on it as well. And it's about the opportunity to delight the customer, maybe when they're not expecting it, or maybe just, again, hitting their status quo, hitting that customer's expectation that it's going to be easy, that it's going to be delightful. Um, it's uh, – and – a lot of customers, I think, today, uh, especially, um, I would say, older generations have come to expect it not to be easy. Um, younger generations, I think, have. They're the, the Venmo generation, P2P, social media, everything's immediate. So if they're interacting with a business that something's not immediate, they're going to think more negatively about that business or complain or, you know, or just find another business to go to that makes it easier for them. That's why we've seen, you know, a rise of neobanks and digital uh, first insurance application processes and more mortgage application processes. You know, it's all going online to make it as, as easy and clean and fast as possible as, as people have new expectations. And if it is a payout and there's and, it, and it's a point of 
the result of something negative or a claim or a refund because service is being terminated, it's still an opportunity to delight and to bring in new business in the future. I'll use two examples, one good, one bad. Uh, I had to cancel my insurance because I moved and I called and they had to mail a check and it was difficult because I had moved and they had a different address on file. I had to go through it several times to make sure they had my address correct. When they read it back, it was wrong. If I didn't think about that, that it's going to go to the wrong address because I don't live there anymore, it very likely would have because that was their default. They had to actually go in there and change my address. On the other hand, a great experience with Airbnb, kind of one of those new businesses that's focusing on delighting the consumer. When I had a cancellation, can uh, a say cancel on me last minute because they had an issue with their residence, Airbnb went absolutely above and beyond to see what they could do, not only to refund me right away, but figure out what other incentives and offers they could make to make my experience even more delightful in the future. And, and these types of businesses recognize that there's that, that repeat nature and that you're going to go out there and talk to your friends and your family. Or I personally probably won't so post it on social media, but a lot of people will and say, you know, I had this horrible experience with this company, never use them. Or and say, you know, I had this incredible experience with this company. And even in this day and age, that's how a lot of people buy. Well, it's, you know, it's so true when you said that. It made me think that, uh, and this was even true before, there, you know, social media uh, became as ubiquitous as it is now. But, you know, the, the rule of thumb is that, if, you know, if a customer has a good experience with a business, they, they may tell one person. If they have a bad experience with the business, they'll tell at least 10 people because people like to complain. It's, it's, a, it's a human nature that, you know, I was treated poorly. I had a bad day. They screwed this up, blah, blah. And so the, the repercussions of a negative experience are, are, are much more far-reaching than, uh, than a positive experience. And, you know, I think a lot of businesses uh, are, are, really, are really starting to wake up to that. Yeah, if they do, somebody else will. There's plenty of other competitors out there that are thinking about their digital experiences and thinking about how to make it easier. Yeah, I, I certainly do have to agree with that analogy, Don, um, and that people do like to complain. But I do think you, you are starting to see in some areas also the pendulum swing the other way where you do have pe more people expressing to more people the positive experience that they do get when they have a positive experience with an organization as well, too. Now, Mike, before we wrap things up, you know, when we're kind of take a look at, you know, any merchant or any business that kind of begins kind of a, a, around setting out a new process here and particularly around this payment journey here. I'd love to get from your perspective, what are some of the questions then that a merchant should be asking themselves as they're kind of moving forward in this payout journey? And then what are also some of those things that they should be on the lookout for of like, hey, this is what's going to set this a company apart from this company. And that's why I should partner with this particular company on that, because it's going to drive X, Y, Z. What, what are kind of your rules of thumb or things that you typically bring forward to merchants that they should be looking out for? Sure, absolutely. And the first thing is to be a little bit introspective as a business and figure out first, when's kind of the last time I looked at this? When When's the last time I figured out what the actual experience is for a consumer in XYZ scenarios where I need to make a payment to them? And also then think about what are the different demographics and the people that I'm serving? Has that changed over time? Uh, what are their experiences like? Even if demographics haven't changed, then you can think about, well, should I be targeting new consumers? Is there the potential that what I'm doing today could be interfering with my ability to expand? And then in that vein, uh, kind of thinking about are those customers kind of in control of that experience and are they speaking highly of it? Look on social media. 
a, a lot of companies don't do some basic stuff, which is figuring out how people are talking about them or talking to their consumers if people aren't talking to them. Uh, silence isn't necessarily a good thing. And, and kind of the reason behind those introspective questions first, before you think about choosing a provider, is just you can't set it and forget it. Customers are changing the companies they work with all the time, just like they change their phone every year. Everybody's always looking for the next best, next easiest thing. And adaptation is really paramount. When it comes to really thinking about a provider, I would say the guiding principles, sort of how do I, how can I do this as easily as possible? I'm sure uh, if, if you haven't changed your payout process in a long time, there's probably a reason why you haven't. And it may be the force of doing nothing and it's easier. So it's how do I do it as easily as possible, whether that's from a front office perspective, back office or both. So that means a couple basic things are important. One is that it's simple to set up and easy to manage. It offers choice to consumers. It doesn't need to be every choice under the sun, but you wanna think about who your consumers are, what access they have to debit cards, bank accounts, you know, different uh, channels to receive those funds. Am I gonna, is there a need to have a branded experience? Is there a win back opportunity? Or even if not, you may wanna incorporate your brand uh, into that payment somehow. Instantaneous delivery options, I think are very important. The reason I say that is not just because the world is instant, but there's the, I, it, it creates a sort of one call resolution mentality. If you think about it from a service center or in an app, when things can be instant, it's very easy for the consumer to tie the positive experience into that interaction with your business. As soon as things become decoupled, we're all very scattered in this day and age. We, we forget that there's a connection point and we may forget that it was a delightful experience because it was so easy behind the scenes. So I think that's another advantage of instant. And, and then of course, when all those things come together, you just want to look at it overall and saying, is this solving some of the challenges we had? And is this creating a, a great customer experience? Yeah, it's really, you know, it's it's really an extension of the great uh, of the great resignation, you know, after the pandemic. You know, there's so many people had a cause to kind of stop and pause and, and reexamine what's important in life. And, you know, just like people are saying, hey, you know, I'm not going to work at this this crappy job anymore. And they say, I'm not going to I'm not going to tolerate this substandard service. You know, I, I, if I don't have a good experience, I'm just going to go somewhere else, whether it's my insurance or my shopping or, you know, whatever it is. So I think, uh, you know, if, if there was a good time to look at this for, for businesses that, that, that have this uh, need for this kind of a thing, I think the time is right now. Excellent. Well, I think we'll end it on that note there. So Mike, Dawn, thank you so much for taking the time today for speaking to me about Merchant Payouts. And I hope to have you both back on the podcast real soon. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Dawn.